Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, a little after 7. That's all right. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for the Relic Grind, Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast, where we're going to talk about lotteries, because, damn, Final Fantasy XIV just loves them some lotteries. They're loving them some lotteries. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Final Bar Line. We've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. We're in the middle of spoiler season for Final Fantasy trading card game. The From Nightmares set comes out at the end of next month, end of March, so we're in the middle of spoiler season. We do, we were given by Square Enix another spoiler this time around. I have it in hand, uh, or digitally in hand. Uh, We will be showing that on Monday's uh, Final Fantasy trading card game live local gameplay live stream this Monday, so make sure you're hanging out. Everything cool starts Monday 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm Mike Byrne, your host as always, and this is episode 94. Make sure you're following us, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. Head on over to readycheckradio.com if you need the socials. You can find our podcast on all the platforms and everything. Give it a like, a subscribe, all that fun stuff while you're there. Joining me to talk over all this stuff is the Unabomber. I, what the hell's going on here? I, I hear you looking for some codes. I, I, I can hook you up with a code to the flyest, most exciting event of the year. You know, only 2G. And I know a guy, he can hook you up with code. Yeah. God. Let's go. I, I still have to find a replacement for this show. Still have to find a replacement. Yeah, I'm with you, Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. <laughs> just rubbing the <laughs> eyes there. How are you? I should have just kept it working. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. I'm just a little tired. Uh, busy. Mostly, all, all I've been really doing is like working and then doing the ultimate. <laughs> That's really pretty much it. How, how is the ultimate, ultimate going? Oh uh, yeah, it's going good. We're uh, we're almost on phase four, so we're we're reaching like the, the really hard stuff. So yeah, the rest of the, the stuff before this was easy. <laughs> I mean, so most most people most people consider like once you get to phase five, that's like the half prog point. So right. you're gonna spend just as many hours as you spent from one to four <laughs> on, just on just five, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So. Tark, how's it going for you? Like, and I know your, your group was like all kinds of back and forth, and then you started, and what, what's going on there? So we started, uh, we've seen phase two, we tried different strats for our group. There seems to be some, uh, what's that word? Um, focus is lacking a, a little bit, and, and for an ultimate, that's a, that's a problem, especially with phase one. Um, but then we've had uh, okay, a, a hold, member hold lost. Are you about to be murdered? You're like curtains yeah. in the background are moving. Like, is somebody <laughs> no, standing behind a, them? No, there's just a heater. Okay, I just wanted to I'm, make sure, like, we weren't just gonna, yeah. like watch you get murked just, or something here. <laughs> I mean, that make great TV, right? I'm like, oh my god! No, my channel would be no. banned immediately. <laughs> Cut away, then call nine one one. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's been uh, some lack of focus, um, but we recently had a member lose a member of their family. So we've been oh, uh, off sucks. for, you know, the last week and a half. So that sucks. Um, Obviously, so it is. Real life comes uh, good, first. good vibes and thoughts for them. Yeah, that's yeah. that's tough. Absolutely. That's tough. Uh, all right. So let's go to some general Final Fantasy 14 news this week. 
Uh, we were off last week, so I kind of grabbed, you know, one one thing that, you know, we might have talked about. I think we knew the day. What, what This went up last Thursday, didn't it? Like, we could have talked about. No, I guess technically it was Friday. So it, it wouldn't have made last week. It was the anyway. after. Yeah, it was yeah. the morning after. Uh, Fan Fest in North America, dates and times and all that good stuff. The whole post on the ticket purchasing process and dates and times for that. Okay. Uh, obviously, the event is going to be held in Vegas in July. But like previous years, they are at Square doing a bit of a if you sub you have first crack type deal, which I've always liked that they do. The, the way they've done it or the way they're doing it this time, we may or may not like. We'll talk about that in a second. But obviously looking out for the people that sub and are active, actively subbed, I think is, is perfect. Like you should do that. And then if you have any leftover, put them on general sale. But here's the way the process works this year, which is a bit different than in previous years. Tickets are going to be 200 bones, 199.99. All tickets final, and ID is required to even pick up your ticket. So nice try, Tark. You ain't going to be selling codes anywhere, because I bet that code well, is also the, going to be linked you, to your account I, and not well, even let code, you use it. Yeah, I think you can sell the code actually. You can. Okay, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to it in a second then, because yeah, initially okay, I looked at it and I thought the same thing, but I kind of I kind of think differently now. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second. So here's what you've got to do. If you're an active sub, you've got to go and opt in. Uh, you are running out of time to do that. The application period to opt in started on the 17th, and it ends this Saturday at a minute before midnight Pacific time. So you've got about two days left. It's very quickly. You'll sign into your account. You'll opt in. That's it. From there, there will be a lottery. If you are selected in that lottery, you will be contacted by Friday, March 3rd via the email on your Square Enix account, on your Final Fantasy XIV account, and you will be given a code that allows you to purchase up to two tickets to the event. That's it. Up to two. So if you were going to like ride on the back of a bunch of friends as a group, you better have a bunch in that group win this, the, the lottery to buy these two tickets. Uh, if you aren't selected, you're not going to be contacted. So if you just don't see a March, an email March 3rd, make sure you're checking your spam folders, of course. If you don't have an email by March 3rd, you did not get picked. They'll give you that code, and then you have from March 6th to March 13th to actually go buy your tickets. So you don't have to worry about internet outages or not being available to hit refresh on screens and things like that in years past. You'll, you'll, this is the process. At that point, after March 13th, they will schedule a general sale starting on March 15th for any tickets remaining, including tickets they just had left over because everybody that opted in already got tickets, uh, or people that opted in and did not actually end up buying their tickets, they'll be thrown back into the general sales pool. That's the process. What do you think, Kronos? When you read it, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, I guess like it was exciting until I got to the lottery part. Um, I don't know if I hate it though. Um, some probably somewhere in between. 
I I think you're gonna be able to sell the codes just because like your ID is not tied to your Square account. You just need a Square account, and then I think they send you a code that you put into a URL, and then you buy from there. So I think as long as whatever credit card you use with like your ID, probably how they're gonna like pick it. You're gonna pick up your badge. I would assume. I don't know, man. So I initially thought the same thing. I was like, there's gonna be potential for scalping the codes. Um, and I get my code I because I, I did opt in, but let's say I have no intention of going or the flights don't work out or the money situation, it's not cheap, right? I mean, it's 400 bucks yeah. for you and a friend to get in plus airfare, oh, yeah. hotel, all that fun stuff, right? Uh, so this isn't cheap, but you should opt in if you even think you might want to go. Worst happens is you get a yeah. code and you don't use Wait. it. So I initially thought the same thing. Like if they email me a code and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to end up going, Tark, you didn't get a code. Do you want to use my code? But I actually think that they're going to work it so that the URL that you go buy the tickets from requires a sign-in with your Final Fantasy XIV account and then redemption of your code. But what stops me from putting someone else's identity on my account? Like, like if I, like if say I'm giving mine to Tark. Well, I think on the back side they're gonna do a match. If the code they sent you doesn't match the email address you're buying the tickets under, or the account you're buying the tickets under, no sale. I could be totally yeah. wrong, I, but I'm I looked you're giving them too much credit. I looked yeah. at it and I was like, "What's to stop you from selling the codes? They have to be linking this I'm, on the back." Side. I'm actually, yeah, I'm worried you're gonna just be able to sell the code you get in the email, which is like yeah. literally free money. Like, yeah. cause you know, I mean, it's not exactly free. You got to win, I guess. But like, you didn't pay anything for it. It just comes in your email, and you're like, "Well, I guess I'll sell this." I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm, we got a lot of people that want to go. I know, like, we had people that are in our FC that haven't even played. We're like trying to get them to resub so, so we could like submit their stuff, so we have a better chance of winning. Because I think we need like ten tickets or something. Yeah, um, and I we'll see how that works out. But Tark, what was your initial reaction for someone who's lost housing lotteries? <laughs> uh my initial reaction was like sweet okay so you know people have to be subbed and then i was thinking well that's gonna suck like i've been subbed for nine and a half years um that would suck if i don't get one but someone that subbed you know just up to three months ago got a got a code so i wish there was a little bit more transparency in this lottery like is it just straight you know, you're just thrown into the pool or like every year you're sub, do you get an extra entry? That would be kind of, you know, something. Um, well, I don't think I they're going to do that. Along that those lines, a little differently, but along those lines, I thought it was really weird that they didn't specify a date you had to have been subbed. Yeah. Like that, in, that, years, that's, in, that's in years why past, in years past, they did say it, you had to, to, to be like the, in the preferred pool. Uh, of sales, right? The way they've done it in the past here in NA. And again, I don't know how they've done it in Japan or Europe. I don't pay attention to how the tickets sell there. I don't care. I'm not going to them. Um, but in years past, they have been like that. The very first fan fest, I remember I did not get to go because I had unsubbed for two months because of financial stuff like 10 years ago. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to let this sub lapse. I'll pick it up later. We were in the process of like, starting to buy a house and all that type of fun stuff. So you're watching every penny uh, during transactions like that. So I unsubbed for like two months. Then the, the the post went up and the date, I missed it by like seven days. If my account would have been active another seven days, I would have fallen at the the back end of the window. But I, I, I couldn't 
take advantage of like preferred status to buy the ticket. There is no date in this post. It's just like, I'm with you, Kronos, and your friends. It's when you read it, you were like, dude, go sub up now. Go yeah, go sub much, up now. We're getting people that like And we don't and we don't know if that actually helps or not. You we yeah. I would assume so since they didn't put a date in here, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like like we basically try to get everybody we can to like opt in just so we can like try to get as many as we can. I mean, who knows if we're even gonna get enough? Um it's hard to say. I mean, if I had more friends, I'd buy them accounts just so we could have more chances. <laughs> I, the, the one thing is, is like, um, it, it like before, if you got once you got in, I don't correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's a limit on how many tickets you could buy, or maybe the limit was much like higher. I don't know. Four. I, I, it was four. Yeah. So now it's just two. So maybe that helps a bit too. Because I mean, if you just got in before, I'm sure a lot of people were just paying for four tickets or like and then selling. Because right? I mean, you could scout yeah. before. And I think it's a little bit harder to scalp these. Well, we'll see. We'll see. If the code is like tradable, you can scalp the code. That's probably not good. But you at least have to have, I feel like there's like a little bit more steps that you have to take to try to scalp it, I guess, which should prevent some people. But I'm sure it's still going to be a shit show. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just hoping that I get a ticket and like that my friends get tickets, but we'll, we'll see. I hope you guys get tickets too. I, did, I hope. Yeah. 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 First, go ahead, Tark, about the lottery thoughts um so beyond that um then the whole code thing popped in my head and you know i i just don't see them attaching the login information to a third-party website which is show clicks um and if they do that concerns me for security purposes like that that going to so i i just hope i get one um and again if i had more friends i'd uh buy their accounts <laughs> Yeah, the third-party site does make the the linking a little more challenging. I think you could still do it. You would have the login on the Square Enix site, and then it just populate names and stuff like that into the third party. But maybe you're right on yeah, that front. Yeah, I'm looking at their site right now. It's it's show click site, and you just put the code in and hit submit. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't think there's. I think you're going to be able to sell the code. I really do. All yeah. right. So two Gs, baby. Two so Gs. So then, really, <laughs> I mean, all the code and back and forth stuff then really i guess the the only plus side because they've in the past they've been able to take care of subscribers first in a different way but the this process means you don't have to sit there all on the same time when the yes. site goes live yeah. clicking refresh so it has that mm -hmm. benefit and it also has the benefit of bots aren't scraping up all the initial tickets um, right so we'll there, there are benefits to that but and uh, I was talking to Demina about it, and she was like, oh, my God, a lottery. That feels terrible. And I was like, oh, come on. When you're sitting sitting there refreshing your screen for a site to go up, you're in it's a, you're in a lottery bad. of twenty to 50,000 people. You're just separated by a millisecond somewhere. You could be 80th in line. You could be 8,000th yeah. in line. You know, I, And it's, it's random at that point anyway. I don't think there's really a great solution. I think no matter what they do, there's going to be something like that's exploitable, sadly. So I don't like hate this decision, I guess. Also, like, I guess another good thing is like the venue is going to be much bigger, larger. Yeah. Much so bigger. there's also should be more tickets available. I'm sure it's still going to sell out. I'm actually interested to see how many tickets even make it to general consumption. Yeah, that was the other thing. Them. I was like, I don't even know if I would put up a, a hey, general <laughs> ticket sale thing in this post. Yeah. 
I, I, but yeah. I guess they want to get people ready because that would turn into like the, you know, press yeah. F5, press F5, you know, yeah. over and over again. Um, so yeah, I don't hate it. The idea of a lottery kind of maybe feels bad or leaves a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth, Tark, like you're saying, without any requirements, you know, and I could see why they wouldn't want to give preferential treatment to, hey, Mike's been subbed for nine years, Tark's been subbed for three months, maybe we should show a little, they don't want to micromanage it to that point, they, they just don't. It's much easier to just say, it's blind luck, you all have the, the same yeah. equal opportunity to get it, whether you feel that's fair or not, it's random, you know, nobody here is to blame for it. <sighs> Well, they also want to put out a new announcement that with, you know, because of ticket sales, their user base is now 28 million users. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not my favorite. I do like it better than years past, um, simply because you don't have to be sitting at your computer on that day type deal. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing, too. Because um, we were even fighting each other. Remember, yeah. they, they made it limited to subscribers, but we were all fighting each other. Yeah. The other thing is you have to have an, an, an NA, specifically an NA account to go to NA. I think it's going to be for every region. So, like, yeah. I know a lot of EU people were, wanted to come to NA because a lot of people expect them to announce the expansion. Um, and you basically have to either make a North American account, pay for a sub to have a chance, or hopefully one of your friends in NA wins and buys you a ticket. So, because you also need an actual North American account to even enter for the North American fan fest. Will you? Does that count for general sales too? That I don't know. I don't know because I don't think that's up yet. So I right. don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm, sh but I don't think a lot of people want to wait to find out if no, they even no, get a general not. ticket. Of but yeah, not. but I know like you know if you have a a, uh, a Japanese or a, like an Oceania account or something like that you, or EU, you can't. Yeah, you the, couldn't sign up. For the this. only reason I ask is because where they specify in the post that you have to have an active sub and it has to be North American is when they're explaining the ticket purchase opt-in. Yeah, like, I mean it might not be. It might general purchase. That. Yeah, general purchase might just be the show click site. Yeah, just like hit hit it. Good yeah, luck. I wouldn't think that general sales would require mm. that you have because then why didn't you just opt in? For a ticket if you have a, right. a an account so i would think that no you wouldn't need one for general sales we'll see how it all everybody here opted in right so we'll we'll have to compare notes we will know <laughs> uh in we won't know by next show we'll find out the following day well i mean we might some of us might have a code by then but we'll, we'll, know, we'll know for sure Twitter. for sure by the follow-up by friday of next week which of us got codes and which didn't if any and if you're able to sell them uh, or I mean, give them to a friend. I mean, give them to a friend. Give them to a friend. Uh, Twitter for Final Fantasy is gonna blow up that day. So many people are gonna be like, I got a yeah, and then oh, they're gonna be like, I'm just sad. I got a, I didn't get a code. And it's like, oh my goodness, it's yeah. gonna be insane. Two hundred bones a ticket. Were they cheaper in the past? I don't even remember. One hundred fifty bucks. They, they went up fifty bucks. Yeah, they went fifty. Good times. Inflation's a bitch. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, it is. No. <laughs> MMO bomb media tour for it. No, get happy to... No, I'm... <laughs> no. Uh, but no, MMO bomb wouldn't do that. MMO bomb's too general of a site for that. It's too general. They, they'll send us stuff, but they ain't flying us to an event or anything, or paying admission to an event or anything like that. Because we don't cover Final Fantasy 14 every day <laughs> or every other day. <laughs> 
Uh, Little Ladies Day kicks off March 1st, so you've got a new event. I'm sure it'll take you all of three minutes to do, Kronos, since you don't read anything. But you are going to get your Little Ladies dance and an orchestrian role and a uh, wall-mounted Ladies Day advertisement is what they call the item. So, New emote. Yay. Uh, no new minion. Boo. 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 He got pulled, don't he? Uh, well, he would probably have pool to get himself there yeah <laughs> he would not have pool to just start one. signing up guests no um and i would never ask him to do that i would never impugn on our friendship in that way uh we also had an interview this past week that i, I brought to the show because tark I, I thought you would like this and i didn't know if you had seen it uh, because it is on uh, uh the gamer site gamer website which is a japanese site they actually did an interview with uh, Ayumi Na Name, I think Name, and uh, that was the lead character concept artist in charge of character design for Kronos, your new favorite character, Zero, Zero, uh, and it was kind of interesting, like that their initial concept. And I saw some people kind of twist this on Twitter a little bit because they they called the character genderless. Uh, that's a Google Translate thing. They were talking about they wanted the look of the character to not have a defined gender, um, yeah. a little more androgynous looking. I know some people kind of said, you know, hey, it's a it's a non-binary character. I think if you actually translate the Japanese, that's not quite what they were trying to say there. They weren't referring to the gender identity of Zero. They were referring to the conceptual design, the physical yeah. appearance of Zero. But I thought it was like a really interesting interview. Yeah, I thought this was actually pretty awesome. Um, I actually came across this uh, via Twitter uh, from a post from Rook. Um, and I read into it. And, and yeah, she's not genderless. It is a she. Um, but the way they designed her... Um, it. You know, having a masculine well, see, it's, skeleton. It's very weird because in the interview, if you translate it, yeah. they refer to Zero yeah. as he, not she. Okay. <laughs> I guess I missed that part. And again, um, we're kind of at the mercy of Google Translate yeah. to a certain extent, yeah. but you would think that a pronoun really wouldn't <laughs> throw Google Translate <clears throat> into... into crazy styles but like read the last uh, section regarding the face and hairstyle i came up with several ideas but yoshida and the scenario team selected the design that i thought would be best so i remember that it went smoothly it may be because of the piercings that became zero's icon were the face and hairstyle that suited him the most hmm, interesting but it is a she right in the game or is it not even been said uh, what, I don't know. What I, I don't know for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Now. I and you know, I think it has, but I'm I'm not sure. And you know what? That's exactly the way they wanted it. Probably. I was saying in the interview, I was very happy to see some comments on social media saying I couldn't tell if it was a male or a female when I first saw it. Fair enough. I love zero. Either way, the hat is awesome. The hat was a specific point of. Uh, mentioning Kronos in the interview too. <laughs> like, Yoshi P was like, "Hey, we need a special hat." <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, th I think she's a cool, or I think they are a cool character. Yeah, so. let's just go with they. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a cool character. Yeah, so let's see, let's see how it goes. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool either way. Yeah, 
So I thought it was an interesting interview. I, I think it was kind of taken the wrong way by some people, but very interesting. Uh, don't save the date, though, by the way. If no you're, joke. No joke, man. If you're trying to get married in Final Fantasy XIV, obviously, you know, a lot of people don't like the whole paying for that thing. But the Ceremony of Eternal Bonding, they have posted on the Lodestone a list of restrictions from February 20th, basically all the way through March 8th, 9th area. Big gaps of time where if you had something scheduled, you need to reschedule it for the ceremony. And if you haven't scheduled it, but you were going to, you need to stay away from this window. Uh, and not only are all these possible maintenance spots listed there, but then they even <laughs> go further and say, hey, there might be emergency maintenance outside of these times listed too. So be careful. Be careful. Uh, I guess don't save the date. I just wonder what's going on that they need to reserve these and, and let people know. It's like, hey, um, for seven so hours Takao on this in day, game, this by day, the way, they day, do say day. she... <laughs> Okay, it, I I couldn't remember, and I wasn't going to opine on something I couldn't remember. But Takal says she said oh, she went yes. into the void before she was a woman grown. I don't remember that. So I vaguely remember that. So look, even the interview with the creator and what's in the game differ. So like nobody knows. There you go. <laughs> nobody there knows. You go. They totally succeeded on what they set out to do. Uh, the beauty that transcends gender. Exactly. There, we go. there it is. There it is. Thank you, Takal. I, I didn't remember for sure, so I wasn't going to opine on it. Uh, take a look at this. Final Fantasy fourteen, being accused by the Sami uh, Council for stealing Sami uh, cultural appropriation of clothing here. Uh, so they're saying this is a deliberate uh, misappropriation of protected and protectable Sami intangible cultural property and is done willfully. And <sighs> that Square Enix, in fact, uh, basically ignored them or brushed this complaint off in a letter dated January 27th. Uh, this is the far northern attire that you see here on the left that's available in the cash shop of the game. And then some more traditional Sami uh, garbs on the right. Uh, so they're saying, hey, this is cultural appropriation. And uh, the concern was dismissed by Square Enix in a letter. They want them to obviously stop selling it, uh, stop profiting on what they believe to be appropriation of their attire, and sit down and talk to them because they historically have worked with other individuals and organizations to come to terms on using their attire in certain media. Uh, so Square Enix giving them the brush off, at least according to the Sami Council on Twitter. We, I don't, we don't have anything from Square Enix's side, so it's a pretty one-sided argument at this point. It's also one of those things that, like, looking at the picture, you, Cronus, uh, I'm sure you can go, oh, okay, I mean, yeah, it does kind of same color schemes and same kind of design, but it's also pretty general as far as yeah. the design goes too to me and, and again i don't know anything about the the sami indigenous people and their their particular clothing and the meaning behind some of the things that they may weave into that clothing whether that be designs or specific color schemes but i've seen both sides of this argument yeah that's dead on or you know i've seen other groups of people 
do clothing that look very similar to this too, and they're not being accused of of stealing it. So I'm not I'm not quite sure where to stand on this one. And Square Enix apparently, if the Sami Council is being honest about it, uh, they've made clear where they stand, saying, "Nah, forget it." Yeah, I don't um, I don't know really either. I don't know enough about how it works, but I, I guess just like first thought is. I don't see how you win this court case against Square Enix, but maybe I'm wrong. I just think I don't know. I don't really know how this falls under if like if it's like close enough to be like. Well, the other thing too is that they keep talk talking about it, saying that it's protectable. It's protectable. It's protectable. And, and I mean that would indicate to me like it, generally when you're talking about something being able to be protected legally, you're talking about intellectual property law, copyrights, trademarks, those types of yeah. things, or patents. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it, are you telling me when you use the word that this is protectable and infringible that you have those types of things in place with your government? Yeah. Obviously, this is overseas, not in the United States, but uh, I couldn't quite find an answer to that. And if somebody knows, please, please tell me, because then I think it's yeah. an entirely different ball game. I agree with you. I'm, I'm 100 percent insane. Like if they do have that and there is something that's like they can litigate with, then I think that makes sense. I don't know enough. To really make a statement, to be honest, I'm pretty like I just don't know. Tark, this isn't the first time though that Final Fantasy 14 oh. has kind of tread some oh. questionable <laughs> ground when it comes to not only designs of clothing and things like that, but portrayal yeah. of like indigenous people in in the game. I remember years back, one of the the features you know, the indigenous peoples weren't thrilled with the way a few characters were portrayed. Now. I felt like you need to see that storyline through to completion and see see the end, but you know you can't expect everybody to do that either. So th this isn't exactly untrod ground for Square, maybe a little different. Uh, and I, I think it's an area that they do need to be cognizant and careful of, even if they think this particular uh, accusation has no merit. I mean, just the Native, Native American, you know, garb that that's, is that still in the cash shop? I know I saw Lullafell just the other day running around in full Native American with the ceremonial headdress, and I'm like, okay, freaking Lullafells. Um, but there's that gray line where there's, you know, ripping them off uh, if they have, like, patents and legal protections to inspired by. And I think this falls into that inspired by. Like, you can't... I mean, robes, the color scheme. I mean, how do you patent red and blue? It's like, I, I, I and looking more into the, the, the Sami, like they don't seem to want to celebrate their culture. They just want to protect it and hide, which is a little weird to me. Well, and that's fine. That's um, their right to do so, right? It's their it's culture their right if they do don't so. want to like, right but, to but so. we're talking about a group that has worked yeah. with Disney, right? They yeah, did they, sit they, down with Disney and, uh, as an example of them defending direct. the intellectual property yeah. to use it in Frozen 2. Sure. And, and it might have been something that was directly, they wanted to take direct, you know, um, influences and, and not, you know, be influenced by, they wanted it something directly so it's something could be seen in the real right. world and maybe uh, from that case. But I, I think this is, and they're not, as far as I know, there's not even a core case. This is just they're just trying yeah, to shame it's just a request. Square in the yeah. public 
public opinion, you know, public. Realm, they didn't. So. They didn't like the letter that they got back. They feel that they're not being taken seriously, and so they, you know, they public opinioned it. And and I can't fault them for doing so if they honestly feel like that's what's going on here. But you look at Final Fantasy fourteen, Chronos, and there's different cultures from all over the world, all over the place, right? Like you look at cities in the game, and you're like, yeah, that's modeled on Japan. Yeah, that's China. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's Mongolia. That's India. That's Russia. That's medieval Europe. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, you could also argue that they're not portraying a specific people. They're just the cultural sure. influence of those areas. But you also have the difference of when you look, I think when you look at, um, when you look at uh, uh, Thavnir, for instance, very Indian inspired, right? Yeah. No doubt. I mean, e even accents of characters is, is very yeah. Indian inspired. Those aren't items being sold in the cash shop. You could make the argument that there's a sub to play, and so it, it may fit the same bill there. But I, I wonder if it would be different if this was a piece of equipment or gear that was obtainable in-game, or if the Sami uh, objection to it is, you're selling our culture in your cash shop. You know, I don't quite know where their, their point of emphasis in the argument is. Yeah, it's hard to say. There's also like other things on the cash shop too. I think that fall into this category. Like, like uh, I think Tark mentioned one, like the New World attire or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's also like that Swedish attire. Um, I can't remember like the name of it, where it's like very obviously inspired by another culture. I think there's even more than that too. Um, so like there's Square's already been doing this, and I don't, I just, I don't see how you, how you're gonna win this argument. And then other video games not just Final Fantasy fourteen, kind of do similar inspirational stuff, like, just with their characters. I I just, I think it's hard. I think this is more in the gray area. I, I get why they're upset, and, you know, I, I feel, they feel kind of bad for them, and I guess because Disney had sat down with them before, they just expect that from Square. Yeah, Square is not going to do Disney set a precedent, so they're expecting everyone to follow suit Well, now. Disney isn't Pro the only organization they worked with, either, but it's a damn big one when we're talking oh, that's about... Huge. Yeah, I mean, you know, when, when we're talking about this exact type of discussion, you kind of got to look at it and go, wow, if Disney sat down with them, then Square Enix probably should have too, uh, because clearly this is a known quantity. But I also, I never saw Frozen 2. Like, do they specifically reference, to your point, Tark, do they specifically reference either the Sami themselves or this being a Sami type garb or, or like, is it specifically referenced where it was so obvious you are using Sami stuff. You want to use Sami stuff that you need to get their permission. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure on that point. Um, I'd say that it's got a whole theme as far as garb and how things are maybe done in that world. Um, and again, it is a fantasy world magic's involved. So, um, but it, that seemed to be more they wanted direct reference, uh, maybe to help with European, you know, ticket sales or whatnot, uh, whatever their thinking was, and not necessarily something that was maybe inspired by. So, okay, so just looking up very briefly, yeah, I can understand why Disney might have had a discussion, and Square might have thought we don't need to have a discussion. Um, we're just designing some clothes for a cash shop. Apparently, Disney signed a contract with Sami representatives to commit to portraying their culture respective, uh, respectfully 
That included supporting the dubbing of the movie in North Sami, the most spoken language of the Sami languages, uh, and releasing it at the same time as the Norwegian uh, version. The second film takes inspiration from the entire culture of the Sami, uh, an indigenous minority living across Norway, Sweden, Finland, and northern Russia who have faced discrimination yeah. against their language and culture. So they Disney was specifically after the culture yeah. and the representation of them not just hey i really like that top let's make a you know elsa wear it type deal fair enough i i i don't know to cal i'm the same way it's like if selling it is the issue then maybe i kind of see your point um you know you don't have uh indian organizations rising up saying what the hell's up with thavnair we're suing you know uh i don't know it's interesting to watch though and see what square does if anything because if the Sami are being truthful in their posts, it looks like Square Enix already gave them the brush off, so I wonder where it does go from here. Uh, let's talk about some other Square Enix news. Ah, finally, we get to it. The Atrhythm Final Bar Line and the Octopath Traveler 2, uh, obviously the demo, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, last show, It comes. Octopath Traveler 2 comes out tomorrow. Final Bar Line already out. Uh, have you played... Final bar line, Kronos. Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. Uh, pretty decent amount. A little yeah. bit? A little, little bit? What's yeah, I've been playing like exclusively on the ultimate difficulty, so it's been pretty fun. Yeah, there's been a couple songs I've bumped down to Expert. Uh, the, some of the new note patterns are pretty tricky. Yeah, they uh, really are. They the double really notes are. where like you have to slide kind of get you, I, I think. At least they get me sometimes. Yeah. So. yeah. Have you played it all yet, Tark? No, it's... <sighs> Is that a genre? The rhythm genre just never really appealed to me. Yes, it has a Final Fantasy skin. It's so you're like a total first game. You're like it's a total just, white boy through and through, huh? No rhythm, can't jump. Uh, yeah, per, I mean, <laughs> I can jump like maybe one foot off the ground. Um, <laughs> I, I maybe if this comes on sale, I'll pick it up. I just I don't know. It's so good. It is so good. Yeah, I'll put it on my radar. I'll put it on my radar. Dude, there are th it, just in the quest mode, there are like 32 Final Fantasy XIV songs. It's <laughs> like, a lot. There are a lot of quest songs in there for Final. Like everybody else is like 5 to 16, 18. No, there's like 32 in the Final Fantasy XIV category. Uh, it is awesome. The <laughs> Who is your primary party and where do you have them ranked right now, like star-wise or uh, anything there, Kronos? Oh, uh, you're probably further than me. I think because I didn't play the demo. So I think mine are only like level... I think the, the demo, highest one I have the is The demo like, wouldn't, didn't give much of an advance. You were only able to get okay. people to level 30 and you were limited to like 12 characters in four games. Um, and, and you so, know you can get to level 30 in like four songs. Yeah, 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 I think I'm only like level 70 or something. And uh, I mostly just play with the Final Fantasy VII characters. But I, I, you know, I switch people in and out sometimes, trying to level up a little bit of everybody. All right, so yeah, I am a little bit ahead of you. When you get to 99, level 99, then you start, uh, like the previous ones, right? You start star ranking them. Yeah. Um, and it is wild, man. Like, you'll look at level 96 to 97 for your character, and it's like a couple thousand XP. You do one, maybe two songs at most, and they'll level up. As soon as you hit 99, it's like 120,000 experience to get that first star. Uh, and yeah. you can go all the way up to star nine, increasing their stats along the way. My primary party, obviously, right, you, I'm leveling up a bunch of people. I 
like just like you, I'll get people to 99. I'll sub two people in that are really low level and let the other two 99s carry them through the songs just to level them up. But you and you do have to create like specialized parties for some things, right? Because this song physical damage only uh, is 50%, or this song uh, mission wise, the magic damage is only 50%. So you just dump everybody magic out of your party, put in all physical people. So you do have to create specialized parties. But my general party right now is uh, Cloud and Sephiroth, who are star three, and then um, Shantoto and Yishtola, who are both star two. So it's like a, just a double physical, double magic, and there, there are multiple star ratings right now. The game is so much fun. Can you stream it? You actually can. Uh, they do have, I forget where I saw the post. There is a post of, these are the songs we would highly recommend you stay away from if you're going to stream it. It's actually in the game. Yeah. Like it's a, there's a menu option in the game. It, there's like a, it's all laid out about like what you can stream. So you can, but it does limit. I for, totally forgot it was in the game. I saw the post somewhere. I didn't realize it was in game. I, I saw it by accident. I was like exploring <laughs> like after I unlocked like the museum and stuff. And like, I was like, oh, what's this? And I went over there and it was like just popped up. So it is by far one of the best releases Square's had in a while. Um, obviously, it's going to be a little more niche, Tark, as you pointed out. It's just not for you, even as a Final Fantasy fan. If you don't enjoy rhythm games, there is zero oh, reason to buy it. It's more it. than just the rhythm game, then. I've never played one of these games. Oh, them, yeah. So, I so, at its core, it's a rhythm game. Yeah. Complete the song. But the way the, you do missions and stuff, they could have totally different objectives. What's going on at the bottom of the screen when you watch this game and you see characters fighting monsters in Final Fantasy? That's not just set dressing. They're, oh, they're, okay. They actually have stats that are leveled up, and you're trying to fight those things by hitting the notes correctly. So you could just play and make it through the song and earn experience and level your characters up. But there are also ob other objectives that might be like, hey, get to the boss in this song and kill the boss. But maybe you aren't leveled up enough that by the time the song's over, you've made it to the boss because you couldn't fight your way through the monsters that oh. are ahead of it. So there are other aspects that aren't just, hey, clear the song, move on to the next song. Yeah, the entire quest portion is all kinds of stuff like beat the boss in 20 seconds, uh, kill three tonberries in this song. And as you're moving through the song, you clear the monsters, clear the next ones, clear the next ones, maybe get to a boss, beat it in 20 seconds. Beat the boss using L uh, uh, lightning damage because you can spec three different abilities on leveled up characters and you can carry a summon. So yeah, there it's not oh, just okay. a rhythm game. But okay. if you don't enjoy or aren't good at rhythm games, at least on <laughs> minor difficulty, you can't you know the you, you can't yeah, enjoy I, other stuff in the game without being I, able to enjoy yeah. the rhythm based stuff. I think the other stuff is secondary to the 100%. Game, but it's, well, but, but well, there it is, is it's yeah. primary if you want to play quests. Right, right. I guess what I'm saying is like it, it is a rhythm game. I don't. I don't think you're buying this if you don't want to play a rhythm game and you just want to play that. But maybe, yeah. maybe there is a crowd. No, that, that does do there that. can't be. Like, I, but, like my whole thing is even, even Tark knowing that there's all that other stuff going on. If you don't like rhythm games, you aren't gonna like it. Period. That yeah, other stuff yeah. isn't gonna save it for you. No, it's not that deep. I mean, yeah. it, you can you can make it pretty deep, but it's not like 
just go buy an RPG if you want that. Yeah, the the <laughs> way to make it deeper is to play more songs. And if you hate yeah, that, yeah, then yeah. it's just yeah. there's no point. Yeah. For me, it's one, just I, I might get it when it's on sale. You do have we'll Octopath see. Traveler two coming tomorrow, though. I know you're happy about that one, so I'll turn it to you. Collector's edition comes in tomorrow, so we'll, did you beat we'll... the first game? No, he didn't. Uh, have I even? No, he didn't one even. Act no, he didn't. I even... didn't. I'm just. I'm asking if you like went back because I know you had before. I didn't know if you went back and played the first one again. It was a toss up to do Final Fantasy 15 on Ready Check or Octopath, and I went to 15. Okay. Maybe I should have went into Octopath, but yeah. we'll see. We'll well, I mean, you don't. It's not like you need to play the first. The second. It's going to be a different story. It's, it's so. a different story, yeah. and yeah. But I'm I'm excited to get my box tomorrow. Uh, all right. Famous wording. 2023. Tarkoth. Uh, I saw a great satire article, and I just threw it in here just to... to it was hear. hilarious. There's nothing to really talk about, but if you, if you ever go to harddrive.net, uh, they put up an article this week, yesterday, or two days ago, That's the headline was, uh-oh, turns out Square Enix never got any rights for Kingdom Hearts, and Disney just found out, and they're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> And they label it as breaking news. <laughs> it's, oh God, who told them we're fucked? We're so fucked, panicked Square Enix president Yosuke Matsuda, <laughs> dumping gasoline all over the Square Enix office in a last-ditch effort to cover his tracks. <laughs> then they go to Disney CEO Bob Iger, explain how he finally caught on to the game developer's clever ruse. I was just at the supermarket when I saw a little boy wearing a t-shirt of this key-wielding anime character with Donald Duck. I thought it was some cheap bootlegs shirt from Japan, but after Googling the text on the shirt on a whim, I saw there's a ton of games with all our property in there. It's unlicensed. It was. It's actually a very funny article. Go it's, read it. It's hilarious. Definitely thumbs up. <clears throat> uh, it is one of those sites, though, that like if you didn't know, it's satire. You'd be like, wait a minute, this can't be real, right? This can't be real. Like, like if that actually happened, like I could see Disney being all upset and, and stuff. Like, there's some nugget of truth to Disney because they're so protective of their their property. Don't, don't um, mess with the mouse, man. I will, you don't mess with the mouse. I'll tell you a story. Uh, twenty whatever years ago, yeah, like twenty twenty two twenty one twenty two years ago, uh, when I was running Best Buys, uh, one of our stores in Florida got dinged by Disney to the point that it wasn't going to, that store wasn't going to be profitable for eight years. It just, it oh was God. not going to be profitable for eight years. No, I never worked for circuit city. I never worked on commission. Um, so what happened? See now what had happened was they had open box, big screen TVs, right? The, the <laughs> when there was projection, big screen TVs, not, uh, oh, yeah, plasmas and LCDs. Yeah. And so if you bought one and for whatever reason it came back, but it was perfectly fine, we'd like they do today, sell them open box. But because they were so big, like they came back to the store that sold them. They were like, this is your responsibility because this is a big ass box. And so we would sell them at open box prices. And so you'd have to like set up an ad hoc display because we oh shit, we got like three open box big screens. And so you just kind of nestle them together, make them look nice, plug them in, hook up a DVD player. Put We had multiple different Best Buy demo discs that you would run in those things. Um, they put The Little Mermaid on in there. Right, row. And somebody from Disney, one of their executives, was shopping and saw it. And they went after the store. You don't have our permission to, to use that to advertise your products in the store. They went after them. And they won. 
and they won from the day the store opened because the store couldn't Ooh. prove that they hadn't done it before. And so the court held oh. them accountable from the day the store opened all those years ago to the day of the suit. It was going to be profitable for like eight or nine years. Like, <laughs> just Wow. Yeah. Don't mess with the mouse. Don't mess with the mouse. Uh, if you were disappointed with the Chrono Cross remaster on Steam and on PC, you weren't the only one, and you only had to wait a year. You're getting a, an update later this month, finally, to improve the frame rate and the performance issues. It's only a year later. <laughs> Is it only on the PC that they're updating? <sighs> oh, no, it's it's a wide range of other it. changes, but... Specifically on the PC, frame rate issues uh, is going to be addressed as well. It's it's a bigger update that contains all kinds of stuff for all platforms. But yeah, okay. Radical Dreamers Edition is getting that update later this month. And they thank you for the support. <laughs> they take too long to patch these things, man. It's a year. I mean, like, remember how long it took? Remember how long it took Nero Automata to get patched on PC oh, to be like yeah. functional? Well. Yeah, terrible. And I know they've announced the patch for Forspoken, but like, they still haven't announced like a timetable for that. So that's probably going to be six months to a year before that comes out. Yeah, they just uh, they. I think when they do like multi-platform releases, I can't remember the last time it's really gone correct. Yeah, I mean for every platform. Speaking of Forspoken, yes. by the way, there was an interview with the original writer Gary Witta, who in the interview basically says there's like nothing in this game that is anything I ever wrote except the name of the world being Athia. <laughs> it was with it was amazing, yeah. amazing. Like they asked him, apparently Square asked him, uh, he put a little treatment together. They said, this is kind of what we want to do. He put a little treatment together. They liked it. They said, get a writer's room together. He was super pumped about it. They wrote all this shit. They put this lore together. They did it all. They brought it back to Square Enix. Square took it. They were like, cool, thumbs up, job over. Writers left. And then later decided, we want to go a different way with this game. We want you know this girl from modern times being sucked into a magical fantasy historical world-looking world. And they went back to the writer and said, will you do this? And they were like, he was like, I don't have the time. You know, that that project's done. But obviously, whatever you want to keep from our treatment, go ahead and use. And he said, to his knowledge, the only thing that they used was the name of the world being Athia. So it kind of makes you wonder, what the so hell was the original it. treatment? Uh, they <laughs> yeah. changed it to an isekai. It's interesting. I actually don't really like isekais that much, which is basically what you just described. I don't know how familiar y'all are with that term. I'm not. Um, it's basically a term for like a piece of entertainment that where like someone gets pulled into another world that's like not their own okay like fish out of water type stuff makes you wonder what could have been you know because generally it's just kind of most reviews talk are just like yeah it's a mediocre rpg the story is kind of meh you know yeah yeah you know it's nothing earth shattering if you're looking for an rpg go for it you could do worse but specifically They've talked, uh, most reviews have mentioned that, like, the writing is very basic. Like, even the dialogue is very basic. It's very easy to see what's coming, and there are no real twists that you're going to be surprised by or anything like that. And it almost makes you go, damn, what was it? Like, what, <laughs> what was it? What was first submitted? And apparently that wasn't good enough, so they had to change it to this. Uh, I don't know. I'm I sure guess. some of the executives are pointing. I was like, no, let's let's... 
put a spin on us and yeah. sucked it. No, no. Executives get put their fingers <laughs> in too many pies. The That's dream great. is still alive for us uh, Final Fantasy Tactics remaster hopefuls. Yeah, buddy. This past week, Jason Schreier, who's said some stuff about it a long, long time ago, we talked about it on the show and has been mum on it since, replied to somebody tweeting, where is Final Fantasy Tactics remaster, Adam? Uh, and all he replied was, coming. Yay. So the dream is still alive, gents. The dream is still yeah. alive. I, I think that and Nine Remake are very real. Uh, even if we yeah, they were on the NVIDIA list. They're fucking real. Just, yeah. like, put them yeah. out there now. Let's stop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stop this foolishness. And that's it. You know, give us a year time frame. Just let us know they're real. I, uh, I threw this in here again. This is the second and will be the last time we ever bring this to the show. It is not technically a Square Enix game anymore, right? At least from a Crystal Dynamics ownership perspective. Rights, yes, it absolutely is. Um, we all know Marvel's Avengers is going on maintenance mode. That was the last time we shared it. But there was an interview by Edge Magazine, uh, via, and I found it via Games Radar, uh, where they were interviewing uh, Crystal uh, Dynamics' former creative director for Marvel's Avengers, uh, Cesare Vertosu. Uh, and they were talking about other things, but they asked about Marvel's Avengers, and he just really didn't want to talk about that. Uh, really, all he said was, that was a very challenging production. I apologize for that. <laughs> and as the... Uh, that was it. As the, the headline says, that being the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's wanted to say it for a while, honestly. I would imagine. I mean... I don't know, man. I just don't understand. It's like a softball, man. You should just hit that shit out of the park. Yeah. It's not a Marvel IP. Like, I think so. I, I blame. I put a lot of the blame on Square, though. To be fair, I know it's not I, Square, I, but are you? Oh, I put it one hundred percent at Square. Are you yeah. looking? Are you looking at Suicide Squad? Uh, Kill the Justice League because uh, that looks. looks too, it looks a lot similar to Avengers. Exactly. So I don't know, yeah. man. You know what sucks uh, is they're really they're pulling at the heartstrings because it's the last thing Kevin Conroy ever voiced. Yep. And. I might buy it for that alone, because for me as a child, like that's my Batman. That's Batman animated series, man. Um, Batman. So, but I, when they said it was live, when I saw the stuff that said it was live service, I was not excited. Yeah, they did the state of play today <laughs> and showed off some more gameplay at Sony's state yeah. of play. I, it's totally not Square, but it is. Yeah. You know, it's four player co op. You know, just single player through four player co op, live service, and we'll see. We'll see. Tark, is that looking one you're looking at? I wasn't, but State of Play uh, turned my head. I, I might try to grab some friends and, and get on that. It looks a lot better than... Uh, and I said this when I was uh, Avengers look it. good, too, in trailers, too. Uh, uh, Besides yeah, them, okay. like, looking knockoff. I, I think this is what Gotham Knights wanted to be, and I think Rocksteady's going to Well, it's in the Yeah, it's, it's in that same vein. They said it actually takes place, what, like five years after the events of the last Arkham game? So, uh, let's go ahead and slide over to Love It or Leave It. Love It or Leave It is the way we end every episode of The Relic Grind here. It's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a press release, a game, a feature, even something tangentially related to the company. And I ask you whether you love it, want more of it, 
or you leave it, cast it away to never see it again. Tark, no fence sitting here. Love it or leave it. You know how it is. We've said we've got pros, we've got cons. So I'm going to ask you if I have to pick love it or leave it, the great ticket lottery for FanFest. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to have to go with love it um, because to leave it would be to just be at the mercy of my internet and everyone else's internet and the milliseconds between. Um, so at least this gives me a little bit of a leg up because I've been subbed. Now, do I get any sort of preferential treatment because I've been subbed for nine and a half years? No, I don't know. You do not. Um, no, <laughs> you can bet that, that if be you nice. did, they would have smeared it all over that post. Maybe. Um, so I will have to go with love it. Um, because the alternative is just, um, pure blind luck so newest girls decided to make uh their own uh love it or leave it and says final bar line i love it easy peasy uh that is not the question today newest girl but thank you for participating go ahead Kronos. yeah i think i'm gonna go with love it also i know that might sound weird i don't like particularly think it's great but i don't think there's really a great answer and i think it's better than the last answer and i think it shows that at least they'll try to change and like improve when they can uh, but I do think this is better than sitting at a URL, trying to be at a, there at a certain hour and hoping to God you get in. True. So. I'm with you on all of that. I love that, you know, it removes bots from the equation for the most part. I love that, you know, subscribers get preferential treatment and everything. But I'm going to have to put it in the leave it category for one reason only. Two ticket minimum. That yeah. sucks. That is like mm. my myself. Damina and one of our kids can't get in on one code. And yeah. I don't think that's like, obviously if you're trying to get 10 friends in, I don't want them to be unlimited. You just buy as many as you want. Then they might as well just let all the bots have them. Right. I, but I think too, a husband and a wife that play that have a child that plays or have one friend that plays with them. They want to go as a group needing two of those people to get the codes. I don't like it. I think they should have had the limit at three or four like they have in previous years. So I'm going to leave it specifically for that reason. Let us know what you think in the comments below. No stream from Faye tonight. She had a uh, gig pop up that she needed to do some training for. So she had to book it out of town this afternoon. So she'll be back next week. Until next week, though, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Yeah, it's pretty much the same as always. Twitter. Um, probably going to try to play some more Marvel Snap. Still got to hit infinite i saw you're month. having some problems this, this uh season i've been playing like ass <laughs> yeah i've been playing very well so still gotta get there i'll get there tark twitch twitter youtube all tarkov gaming playing final fantasy 14 five days a week uh with actually <laughs> that's actually gonna be shifting to destiny like all, all the time with the expansion coming out yeah five so days away bro uh it looks so good i uh, just got my seraph title too so um but yeah, otherwise, uh, Ready Check Radio Saturday nights playing Final Fantasy 15. We're in the middle of chapter two. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio. And you'll know every time we go live with the Relic Grind podcast, the Gaming Gumbo podcast on Saturdays, our Final Fantasy TC Dreams, TCG streams on Monday, including a spoiler this week from Square Enix. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Codes. Two G's get you a code. I know a guy.